God bless you and welcome to another episode of Miracle Mondays. We are just telling stories here. We're telling stories of God's actual power working in people's lives. So I'm here with Deacon Dave again, and he's got another one. So let's just get right to it. All right? Right to it. Why not? God's when got, was this? We got a lot of stories. I don't really know. remember the year. Uh, I'm going to probably say it was maybe 15 years ago, somewhere around that time frame. I remember the event more so than the date. Uh, I was here in my office at St. Basil's uh, doing what I did uh, after I retired. And there was nobody else in the office but me and uh, the ladies up front. And I got a phone call. It was from a parishioner uh, who was a uh, nurse at the Cleveland Clinic. She's a lady that uh, was very active in this parish. Uh, She had done the Alpha program and many other things. Uh, And when I answer the phone, she asked me if I would pray for her niece. She had a niece, a young lady, 27-year-old, who was diagnosed with uterine cancer. Mm. And she said that uh, she had convinced her niece, her niece lived in Colorado. Uh, The Colorado doctors confirmed the cancer with biopsies. And she convinced her niece to come to Cleveland uh, to the clinic to have this operation. Uh, because of Cleveland Clinic reputation and also because this person was a nurse, she could then take care of her niece while she recuperated and then uh, was well enough to return to her home in Colorado. So I said, sure, bring her in and uh, we'll pray. Uh, And I had no idea at the time what she really wanted prayers for. But when she came in with this uh, lovely, lovely young lady, uh, she was uh, really just a delight. But anyway, the uh, lady told me that she wanted prayers for a successful operation, for the doctors to be skilled, uh, the nursing room, uh, all the people be skilled, and that the operation would be uh, successful, and that her niece would recuperate quickly and uh, with little as pain as possible. So her prayer was just that the that they would be successful in right. removing her cancerous uterus. Yep, that was her prayer. And, mm-hmm. and while she was talking, I was looking at her niece. Uh, her niece uh, was there. She didn't make eye contact. Her eyes were downcast. But there was a tear rolling down her cheek. And, you know, you obviously you know, sense the, the, the fact that her desire for God's intervention was much greater than a successful operation. She didn't uh, want any operation. Well, I didn't know at the time, but uh, when Rose, the, the, when the person stopped uh, speaking, I looked at the niece and I said to the niece, uh, what is it you want? And she lifted her eyes, she looked me dead in the face, and she said, I want to be a mother. I want my own children. Mm-hmm. I don't want to adopt. If I, if I have children, I will adopt. If I can't have children, I will adopt. She said, but I want my own children. And without thinking, I said, let's pray for that. And the only way we're going to be able to have that happen is your uterus has to remain. So let's pray. Yeah. For God. Let's pray for God to heal you. Mm-hmm. That just brings to mind when Jesus sees people and they're, they're blind and he still asks them, he's like, what is it you want? Right. What's that deepest desire right. in your heart? Yeah, yeah. Bartimaeus, I want to see. 
and uh, it, it was just it was it was such a a moving statement. I want to be a mother. I mean, yeah. And, and this, I mean, this is a great desire for you know, and I guess a universal desire for all women to be mothers. But you know, anyway, that's part another story. So I said, let's pray for that, and. Uh, the, the aunt wasn't uh, joined in the prayer, but I boldly pray for God to heal her, to remove the cancer. So when the doctors went into uh, the operation tomorrow, that they would uh, suddenly discover we don't need to do this. And uh, I must say, Tommy, it was uh, off the cuff, and it was about a bolder prayer that I ever prayed for, because here I got... Not only the diagnosis from Colorado, which was confirmed with a biopsy, the clinic did their own examination, their own biopsy. So mm. we had two. They con confirmed it. They confirmed it. So we had two confirmations with biopsies that she had uterine cancer. Uh, and the doctors are tomorrow going to go in and take out a uterus, and I could just see him walking in the operation room and just okay, we're taking out the uterus and going. And, and it, before she left. I told her, I said, I will come see you, not tomorrow, because it's the day after operation, and I know you're, you're going to be in pain and in recovery, but I will come see you on the second day. And she said, that would be good. So on two days after the operation, I went to the clinic, had her room number, and I go up to the room, and I entered the door, and the, her bed was surrounded by medical people. The doctors, the residents, the fellows, the, the students, nurses. No. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a circle of people around her bed. Uh, so I stood in the doorway, and I got to a place where I could see her face between two bodies. And I'm just looking at her. She's looking up at the people who are talking. And obviously, she must have sensed that I was there because all of a sudden her eyes looked at me. And we made eye contact, and she had the biggest smile on her face I, I'd ever seen. And as soon as I saw this smile, I knew. I just knew. And I stayed there till all the people left, and then I approached her. And as I was approaching her, I said, it was gone, wasn't it? And she said, yes. Wow. That's what I said, wow. Thanks be to God. Was, yes, amen. I, I was just... I was overjoyed. I mean, God, God is good. I mean, here we go from a successful operation of peaceful and recovery to just total removal of cancer. So I said, well, what happened? She said, well, the doctor, you know, did all the prep. He told me what was going to happen. They put me to sleep. He said, the doctor said when he opened me up, he decided he was going to take a section of my uterus out and check and it was a section where the biopsy showed cancer to be. And uh, Do you know if that was a normal thing that they would check the morning of it? I, I never really asked that question, but that would be a great question to ask a doctor in the audience. Is this normal? Uh, but he did, and there was no cancer. And I don't know what followed that or what his discussion was, how more, more of an exam they did. But ultimately, they, they closed up where this little section was removed. They closed her up, and there we were. And then I asked him, well, what did the doctor say to you after all of this? And he said, I was lucky I came to the clinic. And I said, lucky? Well, what, was he, what do you mean lucky? She said, well, he said that, well, other doctors would have just, you know, the, the 
operation was to remove the uterus, they would have just gone in and taken out the uterus. So he was implying that I was lucky that he did a second look. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, what did you say to him? She said, no, I'm lucky that I was prayed with. Hmm. And I said, <laughs> yeah. well, I said, well, what was his response? And she said, he said, prayed with. Huh. And then he left the room. <laughs> so uh, God is good. Yeah. And, and she, I, I've never seen her since. I don't know what her life has been like since. Uh, she was a delightful young lady, but I know that day she was... Uh, she was healed. So when you pray with people, you're not going off a book or anything like that. You're just, no. what, speaking from the heart? Yeah, you know, a lot of it, uh, your heart's probably the right word. But I, I tend, before I pray, to try to listen to God. Uh, you know, somebody might come in and say, I want prayers for this. And they may need prayers of forgiveness. They may need prayers for other things that, you know, are going on in their lives, you know, beyond what the, the thing that they, mm -hmm. they need. Uh, but on that day, uh, just watching her, you know, her aunt wanted one thing. She wanted something else, and I needed to hear from her what she yeah, wanted. Yeah, that listening uh, part helped you see yeah. There was something bubbling on the surface, but you said, wait, let's see right. if there's something right. something deep down. Right. Is there something special about you? Oh, no. Something no. special about your prayers or what? No, no Tommy. Uh, you know, the, the church teaches us, and you, know, you can see this in the Catholic Catechism. It says that there are some that are gifted with this charisma of healing. And we know of the, you know, the uh, Father Diorios, uh, Padre Pios, uh, Father Francis McNutt, who had literally healing ministries, and they travel, you know, throughout the country and the world uh, with these healing services, and mm -hmm. and miracles are attested to their name. Uh, no, I don't have any special power. I just pray, uh, and I will tell you right now that it's I'm, I don't have a gift of healing. I just pray. Uh, God is the healer. Uh, I think I told you before. I prayed my own sister for healing of cancer and she died mm. so here I have a stranger that I pray for cancer who lives and my own sister dies I can't explain it uh, mm -hmm. I certainly not have any special gift of healing I just uh, trust God uh, God says to us to you know go and do what he did and what did he do we just heard a gospel message two weeks ago he sent the disciples out two by two and if you think about it, that was before Pentecost. That was before they even were filled with the Spirit. Yeah. I mean, these, they were just learning how to be disciples. Mm -hmm. And I think if you ask me, I'm still learning how to be a disciple. Even after this journey of you know almost 40 years, I'm, I'm still learning. But I trust God. Yeah. Well, I think that's the beauty and that's the faith. And that's why a lot of these times the Lord has responded. Yeah. But the greater gift is, of course the healing of our souls and the purification Absolutely. to be with God forever in Absolutely. heaven. So earthly physical healings are wonderful and great when they happen, but they don't always happen, no. but that's okay. That is okay. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm convinced that even if you look at the, the gospels, God uses the miracles sometimes to get our attention, but he wants our hearts. Uh, yeah. And we, we shouldn't be seeking the miracles. We ought to seek the miracle worker. Perfect. That's a beautiful way to end it. 
don't seek the miracles, seek the miracle worker. Amen. Yeah. The, the giver, the giver of the gift, not the gift itself. Amen. Well, can you uh, just close us out in a quick sure. prayer? Sure. Thank you. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, your word is always a challenge to us. You simply tell us to go out and do what you did. To believe, to have faith, to trust. And those are the hardest things for us to do, Lord. Because we feel so inadequate. Inadequate to call down your healing power, and yet it is available to us. Inadequate to, to step out boldly and say, be healed as you heal the lepers and the blind and the deaf and the lame. But you asked us to do that, Lord. So give us hearts of boldness, the courage to follow you, the courage to trust, and to place all things in your hands. For you are the Lord God, the maker of the universe, and we are simply your disciples. So we ask that you lead us and guide us and fill us with your presence. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys, and pray boldly.